0: Hello and welcome to Season 8, Episode 4 of the Rough Draft Podcast, your favorite student-run literary, art, and cultural podcast here at York College. This week, I'm your host, Ben. And I'm Tara. And we're talking with Dr. Ian Olney, a professor here at York College, Pennsylvania, about some of his favorite uh, literary, or (laughs) about some of his favorite uh, films and books in the horror genre. It's a nice way to segue into the upcoming Halloween holiday. But I do love Spooky
1: Season. (laughs) What are some of the stories you are currently reading or teaching?
2: Well, in the horror genre, um, I'm teaching a class right now called Literature and Film uh, that many times I teach it focuses on literature and film and adaptation more generally, but this time uh, I'm teaching it as a class that focuses on horror literature and film. So we're actually reading quite a bit in this class right now that relates to the horror genre. We just finished reading the uh, novel Psycho by Robert Block, and looking at the Alfred Hitchcock film based on that novel. And this coming week, we're going to be taking a look at two short stories by Edgar Allan Poe The Mask of the Red Death and Hop Frog, and looking at uh, a movie from 1964 directed by Roger Corman that's based on both of those stories. It kind of combines the two stories, and the title is The Mask of the Red Death. Uh, we're looking. We've already looked at Frankenstein uh, in the class, um, and a little bit later on in the semester, we're going to be looking at a number of uh, horror short stories. The Fly is one. Uh, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow is another. Uh, we're going to be looking at H. G. Wells' uh, The Invisible Man and the recent film adaptation of that uh, novel with Elizabeth M- uh, Moss in it, uh, and then Candyman, the 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 Clive Barker short story. Uh, that uh, led to the movie Candyman. I, I was hoping we'd be able to get to uh, look at the new version of Candyman, which was supposed to come out over the summer and then got delayed to the fall. Now it's been pushed back to next year. Uh, so we'll probably look at the original uh, film adaptation of that uh, short story from the 1990s. Right, now,
0: I personally scare pretty easily. What drew you to the genre
2: for? I'm just fascinated by other people's fears, I guess. Uh, I think one of the things that the horror genre does that makes it such an interesting genre and so different from other literary and cinematic genres is that it's all about fear and what people are afraid of. Um, And I think that looking at stories, short stories, novels uh, that attempt to play on people's fears give us a sense of what uh, frightens us as as human beings and who we are as, as human beings. Um, but also uh, as, as uh, cultures uh, as well. So one of the things we talk about in, in this literature and film class that I mentioned a moment ago is what horror novels and short stories can tell us about social or cultural fears at the time that they were published. Uh, so I find it fascinating for those reasons. I've, I've studied... Um, uh, horror literature and horror cinema for a long time I've written a couple of books on the topic and I just keep coming back to it because I think it's an endlessly fascinating genre for those reasons
1: So I guess building off that, what drew you to like the horror genre? Uh,
2: well, when I was younger, I just, I, I loved movies, uh, and I loved horror movies in particular I was always drawn to them I, you know, When I was a kid, uh, it was sort of a, a golden age of, of horror cinema in particular the 1970s and the 1980s a lot of great horror movies were were coming out and I sort of grew up with those movies and I think like a lot of teenagers I was just sort of drawn initially to the idea of testing myself, you know, could I get through a really scary movie or a movie that was supposed to be really gross or, or, or whatever. Uh, it wasn't until probably a little bit later that I started thinking more philosophically about them uh, or critically or, or however you want to put it. Um, So at first it was just the entertainment value and the fun of watching them with friends and everybody, you know, yelling and screaming and that sort of thing. Uh, But later, you know, as I begin to approach them from a more academic perspective, they started interesting me from the reasons that I mentioned a couple of minutes ago.
0: As we get closer to Halloween, you know, spooky season, uh, what kind of uh, things should students do or like what kind of uh, films or books should students get into that? might be a little easier for people like me or more in-depth for people more like yourself?
2: Yeah, uh, well there's a lot out there of course. It, it, it is the season and every year uh, in October or around Halloween time um, you have a, a lot uh, of movies coming out a all the TV shows. Of course now nothing's being shown in theaters but there's a ton of content on Netflix and, and Amazon and Hulu online and streaming platforms in, in general um, and uh, even movies that have been released not into theaters but um, online like video on demand you know you can't go wrong with the classics Uh, I think I'm always surprised uh, by how many people haven't seen um, you know landmark horror movies you know we just looked at psycho and in in my literature film class I'm always amazed every every time I teach that uh, class by how many people haven't actually seen psycho I mean they've heard of it obviously and they know about the the shower scene and all of that but they haven't actually seen the film and when they do watch it in many cases, uh, they're really blown away by it because it's a very modern film, uh, in many ways. Even though it's it's in black and white and it was made uh, uh, it was made over 50 years ago, 60 years ago, this year now. Um, so you know, Psycho. Uh, I think you know some of the classic uh, Universal horror movies go back to the 30s and the 40s. The Frankenstein, the Dracula, the Wolfman, Wolfman movies. Um, those are all a lot of fun, and not too scary, I think, for a contemporary <laughs> viewer. That's one of the bonuses of going back a little bit further in time. Um, and one of the the things that's actually interesting about horror films is, is you know what we find scary changes over time. We're no longer uh, as scared by the things that uh, audiences were scared by in the 1930s or 40s or the 60s or the 70s or 80s or, or even more recently. Um, so that's something else about horror that's interesting. It changes over time in response to the things that we're afraid of uh, as, as human beings, but also as, as, as a culture.
1: So what's your favorite horror movie of all time, if you had to choose? That's a really hard <laughs> question. I'm
2: not sure I could choose, honestly. There's so many that I like and so many that I've seen uh, over time. It would be really, really tough for me to, to narrow it down to just one. I can throw out a few favorites, though. Um, obviously, Psycho is a, is a great film. Um, that's that's a landmark horror film. I'm a big fan of uh, Night of the Living Dead, the original Night of the Living Dead from, from 1968, the George Romero film. Uh, I wrote a book recently on on zombie movies, and I, I spent a lot of time in the book talking about that one. That's a great film. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, not just American horror films, but uh, European horror films as well. Uh, there's a, a group of British movies from the 50s and 60s uh, that came out of Hammer Film Studios. A lot of them are sort of gothic-type horror movies, uh, the, the Dracula and Frankenstein and Wolfman films and so on. Those are really great. Uh, I love Italian horror films from the 60s. I tend to, for some reason, gravitate towards the 60s. I think it's a really interesting decade in the history of horror where there's sort of shift a shift away from the older, um, kind of creaky, old dark house uh, supernatural horror movies to, a, to a, a more of an interest in psychological horror. And of course, it's in that decade that you start getting uh, horror movies in color and not just in black and white. Um, they start getting a little gorier you know than movies have been in, in the past. So it's a, it was a sort of a transformative decade in the history of horror. Um, but I like a lot of recent horror movies as well. I just watched one over the summer online that I thought was really good uh, called um, a Relic. It's an Australian horror movie um, directed by Natalie Erica James. Uh, there have been a lot of interesting movies, uh, horror movies come out of Australia in the last few years. You guys may have heard of The, the Babadook. Uh, that oh, movie that came out I did about see six that years ago. Yeah, really interesting <laughs> horror films. Um, and they're interesting in part because, like all good horror movies, they're not setting out just to scare the viewer. I mean, that's kind of part of the point. But they uh, they have something else in mind. There's, um, you know, issues that they're looking, uh, looking at. And this movie Relic uh, that I saw over the summer is interesting because it's a horror film that deals with uh, dementia and Alzheimer's. Um, it's about a family, uh, a mother, a daughter, and a grandmother. Um, and uh, the grandmother disappears at the beginning of the film. She kind of lives out in the middle of nowhere in the bush in Australia, a really small uh, town. And she disappears. So the mother and the daughter come uh, to look for her. And she eventually turns up, but she seems different in some way. Um, And it it seems pretty obvious that something happened to her when she was missing. And so the movie's sort of about what happened to her, why she doesn't seem to be herself uh, after she returns and these sorts of things. Uh, But the film ends up being a metaphor for the way that we lose family members to... Uh, diseases like Alzheimer's where at a certain point they sort of stop being the person we remember and become somebody else and so it's a horror movie and there are scary moments in it it's it's in some ways it's kind of like a haunted house film and you think for a long time as you're watching it that it might be a ghost movie or that something supernatural might be going on but really it's all a metaphor uh, for uh, for um, forms of dementia like Alzheimer's so I, 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 w- I was really impressed by that I think uh, I think the Babadook's a really interesting film as well there, I think, horror becomes a metaphor for grief and the grieving process. It's about mm-hmm. a woman who's lost her husband, and she's you know, dealing with raising a very um, challenging son on her own as a single parent. So um, I, there, there have been plenty of great horror movies uh, that have come out since the turn of the 21st century over the last 20 years or so. It's not just old horror movies that are worth your time. Lots of good stuff out there.
0: All right. Do you have any uh, specific recommendations that you'd make? Um, to celebrate Spooky Season this year,
2: well, uh, <laughs> you know the movies that I just mentioned, I think would all be great. Um, I'm trying to think if uh, there are any other films that I would uh, that I would recommend um, that I remember seeing online or or on Netflix. Uh, there was an interesting Indian film uh, that I haven't seen yet myself, but that I've read uh, a, a fair amount about called Bulbul. Uh, it's on Netflix, and it's based on an Indian uh, folk tale, like India, uh, from India. Uh, and the, the director's Indian, the cast is Indian. Uh, and that looks really interesting. Um, but again, I haven't I haven't seen it yet. There's a lot that I still need to catch up with that is sort of on, on my list. Um, I mentioned uh, The Invisible Man. Um, that one I don't think is, is on Netflix uh, yet, but I know you can watch it online. And it's out on DVD and Blu-ray and that sort of thing now. Uh, But that's also a really interesting take on uh, the HG Wells novel because the focus shifts in that movie away from the scientist who's discovered this formula for invisibility uh, to, in the movie, uh, his wife who is the victim of his abuse. And there the horror becomes a metaphor for stalking and domestic abuse. And uh, this poor woman is played by Elizabeth Moss in the film is never sure when her when her husband is around because she can't see him. And it sort of captures that sense of, you know, being followed by somebody or being stalked by somebody, but not uh, always knowing where they are, not being able to really do anything about them or get people to believe you that you're in danger. So uh, great film, and again, there's that, that deeper layer of meaning below the, the scares and the kind of gross-out moments and that sort of thing.
0: All right, so I think that's a lot of, uh, a lot of different choices our listeners have if they want to stay up all night unable to sleep. Wow. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. there's,
2: there's no shortage of horror out there. Just take your pick.
0: All right, uh, thank you for coming on and talking to us this week. My pleasure,
2: yeah.
0: Do you have any questions for us?
2: Uh, I don't think so. I'm just a big fan of uh, your podcast. Uh, I know I've done one uh, interview with uh, you all before a, a year or two ago about the film program here, and it was uh, a lot of fun. Just keep up the good work. All right. Thanks Thank for you. coming <laughs> on.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: all, right. all right.
1: Do you have a Halloween costume yet?
0: I do not have a Halloween costume yet. Uh, you know, it's it's coronavirus, so there's not going to be any trick-or-treating this year. So I, I, my girlfriend doesn't want to dress up. I, on the other hand, would love to dress up and just go to class. <laughs> uh, last year, I dressed up as one of my favorite hockey players and went to class with a hockey stick all day. Got some weird looks.
1: Yeah, did anyone, like, stop and be like, so what are you doing? Well,
0: A friend of mine is on the hockey team here at the school, and he stopped me. He's like, yo, are you trying out? I'm like, I don't know how to skate, but sure.
1: Once I learn how to skate, I will join. Once I learn how
0: to skate and, like, go to the gym once, then maybe.
1: (laughs) My favorite part about Halloween... I mean, I do love trick-or-treating and all that, but my favorite is getting, like... My stepmom always sends me a photo of, like, my little brother's costumes I love seeing them. Last year, they were... Oh, one of them was a blind <laughs> rep and one of them was, like, a disco man. It was so cute. That's pretty
0: funny. I I want to dress my dog up for Halloween, but according to my dad, it's demeaning, so we're not <laughs> allowed to.
1: I love those costumes that, like, oh, I don't know because I don't have a dog, but it's, like, you, you do you see them as, like, the UPS men and, like, yeah. they run around yeah, with, like, their arms. <laughs> I love those videos.
0: Yeah, my friend, um... Back in like elementary school, he dressed his dog up as a Capri Sun. They just got (laughs) cardboard and aluminum foil and tied it to their dog. Thank
1: you. you. All right. uh, Thank you so much, Dr. Olney for coming in. Um, This is Ben and Tara. Thanks for listening. Sorry, I totally just (laughs) introduced yourself, but that's okay. Um, So for more information about the rough draft, podcast please follow the york review on facebook twitter and instagram or you can check us out on the york review website so join us next week with dr smith and dr cope about protests and the elections It will be a fun topic
0: it will be a fun topic and i also want to remind all of our listeners that if you have any art or writing that you want to share you can submit it to the york review at gmail.com, or head over to our website, yorkreview.org, where you can fill out a Google form and submit your work. We want to have our print episode, I think, published in November. Uh, That's the date that we're thinking of right now. I'd also like to thank the York radio station, WVYC, for letting us use their studio to record. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening again this week. Uh, uh, This has been Ben. And Tara. And we hope you all have a great two weeks and enjoy your Halloween safely and socially distantly, if that's even a word.